Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Amen. I'd rather have it than the cantankerous wife any day. Amen. <laughs> Somebody say management. God has been dealing with me, and I want you to lean forward. I know we've been a very spiritual and very, very prophetic over the summer as God has been showing me things and declaring things. But how do you know that everything is for the edification of the body? To be taught, to be prophesied to, word of knowledge, everything. All these things were given to the body so that the body could be edified. What is edification? Meaning it could be built up. Tell somebody you need to be built up. Let me tell you, I don't care how many prophecies you get. If you don't live by principle. See, the word God says where there are prophecies, they will cease. Meaning that there are some prophecies that never came to be. And not because God didn't want it. It's because we didn't do our part. To be a midwife, to birth that, to birth that word of prophecy into the earth. How many want every word that God has ever spoken over you to be birthed into the earth? Huh? Amen. Tell somebody, I want every word. You know, we're not supposed to be gluttonous. We're not supposed to be greedy. But I thank God for that. He gives us a right to be, be selfish and greedy regarding our life and our destiny. And I want everything that has Anthony Gerard Jones Sr.'s name attached to it. I want it here. Amen. And you should want everything for you too. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about management. Somebody say management. I want you to say this decree with me. I think they're going to put it on the screen. And it's this, and we're going to say it at the end. Let's, let's repeat after me and say, I am the manager of my life. This life was entrusted to me to give God glory and to bless all that I come in contact with. I cannot control what happens to me, but I can control how I respond and how I manage what happens in my life. That's going to be, that's going to be our decree for the next couple of weeks. That you are the manager. Point to somebody and say, tell somebody you're the manager. Listen, I, I, I haven't had the benefit of having one of those Popeye's chicken sandwiches yet. Anybody have one? Is it as good as advertised? Somebody shake your head. Let me know something. Is, is that good? I see somebody in the white bathroom. But the funny thing is, you know, they, they came out and they said it is, it's just as good or not better than Chick-fil-A. I mean, they went after the big dog. They, did, they didn't pull no punches. They like, we going after the big dog. And, and, and if anybody been on social media, y'all seen these memes, Right? 
that talks about like you know you you'll see like uh, I seen one that said that showed you know Al Sharpton back like in the 90s. I remember my big big Al. They say like that that that's Chick Fil A, and then the new the new Al Sharpton, the one look like a microphone. <laughs> you know, who got a little body holding up their head. They said that, that's Popeyes. Y'all see y'all seen them memes. They, they show something that look real bad and look real good. Y'all know how Chick-fil-A, when you, go, when you go through when you go through the line, and the line is long, it's always a long line, but they got people out there with, with iPads, and they can scan. And I saw one where they showed somebody with Popeye's that had a clipboard. But the thing about it, what they're trying to say is, although the food may just be, be just as good, it may be better, but the reason that Chick-fil-A can be so successful, even though they're closed one day more than everybody else, is because of the way that they're managed. Come on. Come on. Chick-fil-A, and I ain't doing the advertising for them, but Chick-fil-A is so good and they're so precise that when they make a mistake, I wonder, did, did I tell them I wanted that? That's how well they are managed. And when something is wrong, anybody ever been to a restaurant, anybody ever been to some kind of establishment and you were not getting the requisite service that you expected and you realize that it's above the waitress or the waiter in front of me, it's, 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 it's above the person at the front desk, it is an issue that rises above the level that they can handle and the first thing we ask for is, can I speak to the manager? Because the, the manager is the delegated person that has authority to fix my dilemma. I don't care whether it was cold food. I don't care if it was hair in your food. I don't care if, if, if the sheets in, in, your, in your hotel room look like somebody been laying in them. I don't care what it is. There comes a point where something gets so serious that I can't deal with a frontline person. I need to speak to the manager. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I need to speak to the manager. Well, let me tell you something. There are people that are eating off the fruit of your life. There are people that are living with some of the decisions that you make, some of your responses. And guess what? Everybody, including God, is not so happy with the service that you are providing to the world in which God sent you here to fulfill. So God's question to us is, can I speak to the manager? What God is saying is, you're the only one who can fix it. I'm God. I do divine things. But things that are in the realm of the earth, I've given you dominion over. So why are you calling me down to fix something that you have the power to fix? Manager, you may be seated. We're going to dig in. It's going to be fun. I ain't, I ain't gonna, you, you're going to smile by the time you leave. I promise you. For the sake of the next couple of weeks, let's talk about what a manager. Somebody say manager. A manager is a person responsible for controlling or administering all or part of a company or an organization. A biblical, an old English term is called a steward. Somebody say steward. That's the way we get the word stewardship. Steward is an old English term of a person that used to be over all of the affairs 
of the Lord or the king or somebody real important. They had so much in their estate. They had somebody, uh, today it might be like a financial planner or fiduciary, somebody like that, that has responsibility for planning and, and making sure that things have proper account, making sure that when you retire, you have enough things. And we pay people uh, management fees in order to make sure that because guess what? I, I, I'm good at this, but I'm not good at that. So it's worth me paying you to be my steward over my finances, over my affairs, to make sure that in the future I'm taken care of. Somebody say stewardship. So what does that have to do with what we're talking about today? The fact of the matter is, people of God, that your life, and this is one thing I want you to write down for note takers, I wish everybody would, but tell somebody, your life is kingdom business. You think that you just woke up, you just woke up and you just doing it, you just got your job and you just doing that and you just walking along and you just living day by day and week by week and month by month. But the fact of the matter is, how many saved people we got in this place? Come on, let me wave your hand, be proud. Come on now. If you if you're saved, that means that you've been bought with a price, meaning that you no longer belong to yourself. You no longer belong to the world. Jesus has bought you back with his blood. So therefore, you belong under the umbrella of the kingdom of God. We love to claim we're under the shadow of the almighty and of the kingdom when we want to get benefits. But let, to, let me tell you to whom much is given, much is required. And the fact of the matter is your life is kingdom business. How you conduct yourselves, your relationships, how you conduct yourself in the marketplace, in the workplace, uh, whether you're witnessing the people, whether you're building our job, and when God says, look, now I'm going to save you from hell. Not only am I saving you from hell, I'm going to bless you with all spiritual blessings and all spiritual gifts. I'm going to give you everything to pertain to life and godliness. Now the payback that you owe me is to live holy and that I get glory out of your life for the purpose of the kingdom advancing. Somebody say kingdom business. whatever I want. You can, but it does not behoove you because you are going against, you are, you are not being a good manager. And we have to understand this life that we have, it belongs to the kingdom. This health that we ask God, God, would you just heal me? That belongs to the kingdom. And, and God, God, guess what? Just like, just like uh, 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 Minister Thompson said last week, that it is not our money, it's God's money that he has entrusted us to manage. It's not our good health. Oh, I know you might go to the gym and I know you might run around, but plenty of people walking around looking good or the whole Nike suit have a heart attack and fall. It is God that's keeping that heart beating. It is God that is waking you up with grace and allowing you to move and allow you to exist and have your being. I know you went to school and I know you got the degree and I know you passed the test, but it was God that enabled you to do that. And so we owe him give our talents, our gift, our time, and our treasure for the purpose of kingdom business. Tell somebody, I'm about kingdom business. Fact of the matter is, people of God, life is going to happen. Tell somebody, life is going to happen. Life is going to happen, but the question is, how will I respond when life happens? Sometimes it ain't the devil. Sometimes you, 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 you didn't check the oil. Sometimes, sometimes you, 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 uh, uh, you, you forgot to rotate the tires so, so the tread went off fast. And it ain't the devil that made your, your tire slick. You haven't maintained it. Life is going to happen. One day in, in heat like we having in August, you may go out there and your battery may be dead because the battery is old and extreme heat will kill a battery. That ain't the devil. That's just life happening. But the question is, what will you do when 
Herein lies the, 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 the space between where we are. How many of you have a, have a destiny that God has spoken to you? God has showed you a vision. Come on, let me see by the waving of your hand. That God, God, God has showed me a vision. God has shown me where I'm going. God has he gave me a vision. I've I received a prophecy for it. I've received word of knowledge of it. I've written it down and I've, I've written a vision. I've made it plain so I can keep running all that stuff. The distance, the space between where you are and your destination is how you manage the middle. Somebody say middle, middle management. How you manage the middle makes all the difference. God, let me tell you something. God was not playing games when he spoke that word over your life. God don't play games. If he, if he, if he parted out of his lips, if he spoke it to your heart in the midnight hour, it doesn't matter whether you had a dream or you woke up and you wrote it down. God was not playing. He intends for it to come in the earth and he intends for it to come through you. Just because God said it doesn't mean it's going to automatically happen. There are things that are in your power that if you don't manage the middle, how many of you feel like you're in the middle of something? That you're out of Egypt, but you're not yet in Canaan. That's called the middle. And it's how, let me tell you something, the children of Israel, they got delivered. They were God's children. God sent plagues. God sent locusts. He turned the river to blood. He, he called a deaf angel in order to free his people. And they, 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 they were happy that they were, free, they, that, that they were no longer slaves, but they had not come intimately involved in how to live free. And the reason they wandered for 40 years, it was only supposed to be a 40-day journey. And yet still, it, 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 it went on a thousand times longer in 40 years, all because they couldn't manage the middle. Many of us are in wilderness experiences right now. And it's the decisions and it's the responses that you do to when life happens is going to determine whether you're going to keep wandering around in the wilderness or you're going to manage the middle and you're going to get to Canaan. How many of you determined you're going to get to Canaan? Come on, somebody say, say, I'm going to get to Canaan. How many, how many of you feel like you've wandered long enough? God said, you are just a couple of management decisions. It ain't nothing big. It's just little tweaks. See, the art of management is the art of the adjustment. The art of management is the art of being flexible and saying, this don't work no more. This connection doesn't work anymore. This, this, this alliance, this relationship doesn't work anymore. It, it worked for where I was going. It worked for what to get me here, but it doesn't fit the fabric of where I'm going. And it's the ability to be nimble on our feet and make adjustments when life happens. To know, to let God know, now you're ready for the next level. How many you ready for the next level? I got a couple questions God asked me. He said, why should I bless a life that you refuse to manage? We ask the Lord, Lord bless me. Lord bless me. Lord send favor. And we write the prayer of Jabez and we do all this stuff. God said, yeah, I hear you, but you're not a good manager. Y'all do know he sees everything about us. He's God over. He's God over over the silence, and he he doesn't. And people like to, people like to see people like to talk about that that you know um, that it's it's oh God sees you in your sin and your and your yeah he sees all that, but he also sees that you're not quite ready yet. Just like we do with our children, you may be sixteen. That don't mean you're responsible. You're mature enough to get a license yet. I got I got I got a child right now that wants a dog real bad. Daddy, you know we ain't never had no dog. My child wants a, a, a dog real bad. 
And I said, baby, let me tell you something. If we get a dog, it's going to be your dog. I'm not taking no dog out in, in no 20 degrees to go use no bathroom and all that stuff. I'm not looking for nothing else to take care of. When you show that you're responsible, that you can manage this, here's the thing. I'm not afraid that she won't take care of the dog. I'm afraid that that's all she'll take care of. You see what I'm saying? That, no, no, no chores get done. Homework won't get done. And so, so, and so I said, you got to understand. I said, we started off with a goldfish. It, it, that's a little less consequence. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that, little, that little thing of food for that fish is going to last about till next year this time. I got to buy no big bags of dog food and all that stuff and go to the vet. I said, let's start off here. And if you prove you can manage that well, then you can graduate up to maybe a gerbil or rabbit. She's going to be about 18 by the time we get to the dog. <laughs> we, we stepping precept by precept. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? We don't just jump in places. And I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm testing her and training her in responsibility and management. Amen? Because I ain't never had a dog. It's okay if I never have a dog. And I'm not looking for one. But what I'm saying is, if we understand that, then all these grandiose things that we're asking God for, can we be honest? Come on. God, if you, get, if you, if you give me that job, God, I promise I'll serve you. God knows your heart. That if he give you that great job, will you, will you still give me time? Will you serve your boss? And will you do extra trying to get trying to get favors with him? Or will you forget to serve the house of God? See, God knows our hearts. And he knows, can you manage what you're asking for? Can you manage that thing that you are asking for? God, I got, oh God, it, just, it will be so great. And we, and we tell ourselves, we convince ourselves, God, I can do so much for you. this down. Mastering management, the management of life, is the most important thing we can do to reach our destiny. I know that sounds crazy coming from a pastor, because you would think I'd say uh, praying, praying, and keeping a constant prayer life, and, things like that. and those things are important, important. But if we don't manage our lives, we'll start reserving, we'll start giving God the crumbs of our time in prayer. Everybody, everybody wakes up with the same amount of time every day. The richest person in the world and the poorest person. It's what they do with their time. It's what they do with their energies. And so when we learn to manage life, we'll find there's room enough for God. There's room enough for our spouse. There's room enough for our children. There's room enough for our church. There's, that, that's room enough for our friends and our family. There's room for it all. But the fact of that is, we love to say, I can't, I can't, you can. But are we willing to pay the price to manage what God has given us? I'm glad y'all so quiet this morning. Is this ministering to somebody already? Amen. This ain't going to make you shout. It ain't going to make you run. But guess what? It'll set the stage so you can shout and run. Amen. I want you to turn with me to Genesis, the second chapter. I want to show you the first example of a charge that God gave for management. Somebody say management. 
Genesis, the second chapter, in the seventh verse, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord planted a garden, somebody say a garden, eastward in Eden. And there he put a man who, had, who he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden, Eden to water the garden. Look at this, y'all. And from thence it parted and became in the four heads. Now I want you to come down the four, uh, to... 15. And the Lord God took the man, he put him in the garden, somebody say in the garden, to dress it and to keep it. Why did I, why did I share that with you? I shared that with you because that, this is the first uh, charge that God gave for management. But look at what God does. See, we think that, God, you're asking me to do something so impossible. Look at what God did before he gave him a charge to manage the garden. He created the garden. He put every tree that was good to see and was good for food. And God knowing, he said, I need something to help sustain this. And so God strategically put a river that ran into the place so that it would help to sustain. Y'all follow me. That he, God said a river. So God, he furnished a plush garden before he created man and put him in it. What am I saying? God has already furnished us with everything that we need that is good for our spirits that's good for our relationships that's good for our career the talent that you have in you the, 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 the ways and the proclivities that you have the, 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 the various ways that you can fix things that you can see things like nobody else can see it tell somebody God put that in me God put that in you but then he gave him a charge now I did the hard work created the thing I created God, look, listen to y'all let, let me tell you how great God is God created trees that gave fruit that had seeds in them that could create more trees that would bear more fruit that had seeds in them to create more trees that had fruit God made it so easy all Adam had to do was manage it all he said, I, he said look man Look, this is the easiest job. All I need you to do is manage what I've already created. I already created the ecosystem to feed itself. All I need you to do is keep it in balance. Somebody say, keep it in balance. And that's where we fall off the turnip truck. We get out of balance. We are creatures of the episode that is in front of us. And we forget everything else. And God said, you mismanaging what I put in you. 2 Peter 1 and 3 says, His divine power, somebody say divine power, has granted to us all things. Somebody do your hands like that. He has given us all things. 
that pertain to life and godliness. So for those of you that are struggling in your, in your walk with God, he has already given you all things. All things are at your disposal to live godly. The fact is, whether you want to manage it or right, manage it or not. I can't just, I can't resist her. I can't, yes you can. Because he's giving you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Even if you don't have the power within yourself, God has given you brothers and sisters to hold you accountable and to encourage you. Tell somebody, you have all things. And, may, and, may, and maybe living godly is not your issue. Maybe you say, you know, Pastor, I got that box checked off. I'm running for Jesus. I'm not turning back. That's all well and good. But God said, not only did I give you all things pertain to godliness, but I also gave you all access to things that pertain to life. Y'all, this is good teaching today. Tell somebody, I have all things that pertain to life and godliness. That covers everything, y'all. When it pertains to my money, life. When it pertains to my relationships, life. When it pertains to the next move I'm going to make in my career, or if I'm going to start the business, tell somebody, life. He's given us all things. The fact is, well, where is it, God? No, no, we have to spend time with God so, so God can reveal to us. We have to manage our time and, and, and seek him first. And he will show us what he has made available to us. Amen? What has God furnished in your life that you have failed to manage? I know these are some tough questions, y'all, and I want y'all to go home thinking. What in your life has God furnished that you are not managing? Is it your family? Is it your children? You know, we have to bring balance. The Word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the, you know, it is righteous and all these other things will be added to you. That's true, amen? Amen? But seek ye first does not mean seek ye, seek ye only say it again <laughs> seek ye first does not mean seek ye only because guess what you can be seeking God and be in your prayer closet all day and the devil will steal your children from under you God is not going to go to the baseball game oh Lord this is why I need a plan this is why I need a part God is not going to take your take your daughter on a daddy-daughter date. God is not going to, go, going to going to help your teenager through the transitions of life when they got all no, no, we got to get out of the prayer closet. I know I seem like, I, I know I seem like I'm contradicting, but I'm speaking to those. If this if this is your avenue, just go ahead and accept it. But we, sometimes we got to get off get off our face and we got to get out of the prayer closet and we got to be a human with the people God has entrusted to us. Somebody say balance. It's right anyhow. Let me tell you something. Some of the most, I'm going to choose a better word. Some of the most uh, messed up children, messed up adults now, are children of Christians. It's the truth anyhow. Sitting on the back pew and full of perversion. Sitting in prayer meeting. 
grown up and don't even love God in their heart. Because we did not manage chasing after God, believing the ones that God gave to us. I love God, baby. God, because I love you, I am going to care for and I am going to, I, I am going to see after what you entrusted to me. This will keep your marriage together. This will keep your children from growing up saying you were never there for me. Oh, God, y'all ought to see the looks y'all giving me. <laughs> Tell somebody, it's the truth, anyhow. doing a good thing and to not be the God thing. And on the same token, you can't make up for what you didn't get. Because some of us will try to give our child everything times 10 that we didn't get. And we will leave God out of the equation. That's the reason I said it's balance, y'all. I said seek ye first. He didn't say seek me only. He said, just put me first, and I'll give you room, and I'll give you grace, and I'll give you, and none of this is on my screen, and, and, and I'll give you grace to do it all. And you wonder how the devil came and snatched your children, and snatched your wife, and snatched your husband. It's because while you were, while you were humming and coming in God's face, the devil was coming in the back door, and he was stealing everything, brick by brick, and you turn around, and you have nothing. Oh, God. Is this helping anybody today? Somebody say management. God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. I want you to write this down. I didn't get this two minutes back, but if you could put it up, honey, I appreciate it. Bad management. Somebody say bad management. Kills. Anybody ever had a bad manager at your job? Somebody put both hands up and some feet. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you have bad management, it kills. It kills morale. It kills motivation. It kills creativity. It kills people being wanting, want, you know, wanting to go the extra mile. I'm just coming to do my job and I'm going home. I see what is about to happen. I know it's going to cost the company money, but you know what? You know what? They, they, they wouldn't lift a finger for me, so I ain't going to do nothing for them. Tell somebody, it kills. There was a story in the book of 1 Samuel. There was a high priest. Somebody say high priest. There was a high priest called Eli. He was the mentor to the prophet Samuel. <laughs> God bless you. I love children. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That was, a that was a high priest called Eli. This is the same Eli that came to Samuel's mother and said, are you drunk? No, I'm not drunk. I'm just, uh, she's just murmuring. And, th and then she said, she promised to give Samuel to, to, uh, to God and God blessed her with a son. And she gave him, she gave him over to the man of God to help, uh, to help mentor him in being a priest and a prophet. That Eli. Somebody say that Eli. Well, Eli was the high priest and he was stricken in age, but he had two sons. And the two sons 
while the, while the sisters of the church were coming to bring doves and, 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 and bring all this, they were peeping out saying, I want that one, and I want that one, and I want that one. And they were sleeping with the women that were coming with good intentions. They were using their influence. Not even their influence. They were using their daddy's influence to take advantage of innocent people in the church. I'm saying, y'all don't, y'all don't need to watch. Uh, what's, what's the thing come on? Oh, I think it's coming on tonight. What's the, what's the show about the church? No, not Saints and Sinners. What's the other? Greenleaf. Y'all don't need to watch Greenleaf. Just read your Bible. It's plenty. It's plenty going on in the Bible. Power coming on tonight. You don't need to watch that. That's plenty going on in the Bible. They were using their daddy's influence to sleep with women in the temple. And the daddy caught wind of it. And he asked them, sons, why are you doing that? Would you please stop? But he didn't do anything about it. He, he, he begged with them. Come on, y'all making daddy look bad. All I done done, would you just stop? Okay, daddy, we do it. But they kept on doing it. And when you go forward in a couple of chapters, when, when, you, when you go forward in a couple of chapters, what end up happening? His inability to manage. Somebody say manage. His inability to manage and to do something about something he knew about. I ain't talking about what you don't know about. But your inability to do something that you know about. What you know about it, it becomes your responsibility. His failure. His failure to manage what he knew about. Let me tell you what happened. They ended up going in a battle, and all these other battles before, they ended up, they ended up winning all the time because God was with them, and God was with them. And how many know, how many know that grace has an expiration on it? The Word of God said to warns us not to frustrate grace. And we think just because we got by with it, just because we tipped out there, we was able to come back. Uh-oh, I went this far, and I came back. Now I'm going to go this far, and I came back. Now I went this far, and I came back. Oh, wait a minute. We say, and, then, and then we start rationalizing. Oh, you know what? If God was not pleased with me, he wouldn't keep using me. If God, God, if God wasn't pleased with me, people wouldn't still be healed by, what I, by when I lay hands on them. And people wouldn't, people, people, wouldn't, people wouldn't be encouraged, and I still wouldn't be able to prophesy. Let me tell you, gifts come without repentance. Don't you fool yourself and think it's just because God used you. Look, God will use a donkey. God will use a fish to get gold to people. And don't you let God using you as God's approval of you. Don't confuse the two. But he went out to battle. And look at what happened. As a result of the battle... They got defeated. The Ark of the Covenant was stolen. Somebody say bad management kills. Eli got rejected by God. Bad management kills. He was replaced by Samuel. His sons died. He could have saved their life if he had done something to intervene. But his sons died, and he was, and he was so brokenhearted from his sons died 
it, the final thing that happened to him, he fell out of his chair. He broke his neck and he died. All because of bad management. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just letting you know that, that if you know there is something within your power to stop, to do, to intervene, and God has showed you, woe be unto you because you, 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 you realize, well, God, why is everything sound like everything's turning to lead and everything? There is death around you because you have failed to manage. God, I thank you. Somebody say bad management. flip side exceptional management somebody say exception activates the favor of God and that's what God wants us that if I can trust you to manage it well then I'll give you and release my favor anybody remember Joseph Joseph was born he was the favorite of his father his daddy even made him a coat of many colors signifying that he was favored. Now he told his brothers of dreams he had. He made you, God, guys, I'm so favored. I had a dream that I'm the son and y'all bowing down to me and all that stuff. And they got jealous and they threw him in a pit. But, but, but even favor was at work when he was at a pit. Because a band of Ishmaelites came and rescued him and they were thinking he was going to die but he was just being preserved so he can go to the next station in life and then he was sold as a slave somebody say a slave now you would think that you if, you, if you're enslaving that's not a favorable position but 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 favor does not need a positive environment to work in fact i would submit to you that favor is at its highest strength when, they, when it is in conditions that are not conducive for God's favor to be on display. Woo. See, see what happened? He ended up being a slave. And what happened was he was so diligent. He said, you know what? I got favor on my life. But where I am at, I am going to work the ground that I'm in. I may be a slave. My brothers... <coughs> My brothers may have, have betrayed me. My brothers may have, have turned me in. And I may be out here alone, but I'm going to work the ground that I'm in. Tell somebody, you got to work the ground. I don't care if it doesn't look like the vision of where God called you. If you would just be faithful and you will work the ground that you're in. I am telling you that you will release favor. Because let me tell you, in the midst of him being a slave, he was so efficient. He was so effective. He was so committed to the mission of his master that he promoted him to head of his whole plantation. Still a slave. But you ain't got to live like one. I'm still bound, but I don't have to live like it. I still may be on the shackle of debt for right now but I don't have to look like it. I still may be dealing with this sickness right now, but it's all how you manage it. You can be the one that they got, they got the cancer diagnosis that don't get sick from the chemo. You gonna be the one, you know what? You so blessed, how you not losing your hair? It's because the favor of God, because I made a decision to manage my emotions and to manage my tongue and to manage my outlook and my perspective. And because I was able to manage it and not have a pity party and not be down on myself and not ask God, woe is 
being wide Lord did you do this I changed my perspective I managed the situation and as a result of me managing the situation I am rising above not because of but in spite of some of us are asking God to get us out of situations and God, God is saying no I'm not going to get you out until you rise in it you have to see. You have to see. Joseph was so faithful. Was faithful, didn't he? He, he, went, he went to Potiphar's house. He went to Potiphar's house. And when he went to Potiphar's house, his, his Potiphar's wife said, Man, you look good. See, see, favor will attract all kinds of people. The people that mean you well and the people that don't mean you well. Favor will attract all kinds of people. But let me tell you something you have to make a decision. See, everybody sees the glory on you. Everybody sees where you're headed. And people want a coattail and to get, get, a, get a free ride to where you're going. See, this drop me off where I want to get. But I don't want to do the hard work, and so I'm going to cling on to you. And so God is saying that your, the decisions that you make, even when favor is on you, is management. Joseph had all, already had favor. But look at this, y'all. He positioned himself. Somebody say position yourself. And this is for somebody who, are in, who is in adverse situations right now. God's word for you is to position yourself. Don't, don't try to get out. Stop looking for an exit sign. Oh, this is somebody in this room. Stop looking for an exit sign. Tell somebody, tell somebody stop looking for the exit sign. Position yourself. Here you, here I, he positioned himself through integrity, through commitment, and hard work. He was diligent, he was committed, and he operated with integrity where he was. He didn't say, I'm going to wait until I get there to act like a person of integrity. I'm going I'm to practice my integrity while I'm, on, while I'm in the middle. Everybody do this. Everybody do this. While you're in the middle, God says, I'm going to elevate you based on what you do in the middle. I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to pluck you out amongst your peers. The people with the same background. The people with the same issues. The, the people with the same dysfunction. God said, I'm going to pluck you out. I'm going to take you from the back to the front based on how you manage pushing a broom. I don't care if it's shoveling dung like David had to do. David had to shovel dung and he had to pick fleas out of sheep's wool after he had been anointed king. How many of us would have done that? Daddy, I can't, I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go practice my, my kingship. I gotta learn how to curtsy and I gotta learn all the protocol. I don't have time to serve you. No. What you do on the back side of the mountain? What you do in obscurity, what you do when nobody sees you, prepares you to be the king. God said, can you manage the middle? Everybody's standing. I hear the Lord saying today, can I speak to the manager? You might say, I'm like this because of my daddy. I'm like this because of my ex-husband. 
I'm, li- I'm like this because of my ex-wife. I'm like this because somebody dropped me. I'm, 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 somebody disappointed me. I'm like this, and this is the way I am. And I don't trust people. And, and the last time I did it, it didn't work. And, and the last time I did it, and so as a result, I built up guards around my heart. And God's answer is, I understand this. I see the dysfunction in this place. And my question is, can I speak? this with with new understanding. Ready? Let's go. I am the manager of my life. This life was entrusted to me to give God glory and to bless all that I come in contact with. I cannot control what happens to me, but I can control how I respond and manage what happens in my life. today are willing to take the mantle and the responsibility of a manager. No more blaming anybody else. You can't help what happened to you, but you can't help your response. Is that ministering to anybody in this room? They may still be wrong. They may never ask for forgiveness. They may never give you a call and say, I was wrong. They may be dead and gone. But God is saying, this is the responsibility of the manager to move forward. Is that anybody in this room today? That you need help? God, help. Help me manage. Help me manage this disappointment. Help me manage this hurt. Help me manage this ridicule. Help me manage. Can somebody just lift your hand? The helper is in the room. The helper is in the room. Some of you may have got, God, you prayed for a door and God opened that door for you. And fear is starting to grip your heart. Say, God, I don't know if I can do this. God, this seems too hard for me. God, I made enemies when I did this. God said, if you settle yourself give you the strategy of how to manage the difference in the space between where you are and where God wants you to be is the wisdom he wants to give you to manage it that's what Solomon asked God and he said he said Solomon what is it that you want he didn't ask for riches he didn't ask for armies he didn't ask for gold he didn't ask for other armies he asked God give me wisdom so that I can manage. Yes, God. Somebody lift your hands. God has given us wisdom right now. I thank you, Lord, for giving us wisdom on how to manage these lives. On how to manage these lives. Whatever stage we're at, whether we're at, we're at the threshold of life or where we're in the fall or fall season of our life, God, give us the wisdom on how to manage Yes, God, manage these lies that you've given us. God, if you were through with us, we'd be gone already, God. So the fact that we're still here, that means that there is more for us to do. But we're never going to accomplish it. We're never going to see it if we don't manage the middle. 
Somebody pray to him right now. He's giving wisdom right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
solemn heart. Not heavy, God, but a solemn heavy. Lord, Lord, because there is something weighty that you have dropped in our spirits today. So simple, but so weighty, God. You desire to revolutionize our lives. But the prerequisite is that we position ourselves. adjustments you're going to do something special you're going to do something that we have never seen God do your good work in us we are ready for what you have next for us we love you we thank you we receive this word we are heroes but we're about to do this work we're about to work this work we're about to put some things into practice. Some people may be mad with our decisions, but God, we're going to do whatever it takes. Everything you've spoken will come to pass. If I've got, this, if I've got something to do with it, God, every word that you utter out of your mouth come to pass in our lives. We count it done. And we count it so. In the only name that matters. In the only name that heals. In the only name that delivers. In the only name that sets free. In the only name that is able to keep us from falling. That matchless perfect name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hug somebody and tell them, I'm going to, I'm the manager. Come on, you know how the restaurant, how the manager comes out from the back and say, yes, I'm the manager. I'm the manager. Tell somebody, I am the manager. I am the manager. I'm the one that's going to get it straight. I'm the one that's going to make the correction. I'm the one that's going to make the crooked thing straight again. Tell somebody, I am the manager. All the managers in the house, make some noise and give God some praise. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.